welcome to the latest edition of the Registers of Scotland podcast. I'm Roman Smith and I'll be today's podcast host. Today we'll be chatting about recent changes to ROS's mapping infrastructure. Mapping underpins everything we do at ROS and is vital as we look to the future at a data-driven land register. Over the past year, we have replaced our 30-year-old mapping infrastructure with a web mapping front end. This was paired with an open, relational, database backend solution fit for the modern age of geography. In essence, we have moved the entirety of Scotland's land register to a new sustainable digital platform. I'm joined by Alistair Reid, Senior Product Manager at Rose. Thank you so much for joining me today. It'd be great to start by finding out a little bit about yourself and your role at Rose. Hi Roman. Uh, yeah, my, I, I'm Alistair Reid. I'm a senior product manager at Registers of Scotland. Um, <clears throat> I've actually been with Registers oh, over 20 years. Is probably the kindest way to describe my uh, my, my career at OS. I'm, I'm a kind of as, as product specialist. Uh, we can maybe touch on a little bit more about what that means. And and, and obviously mapping and and geography are my my. Uh, my absolute passion really and and that fits in really well with uh, with land registration as i mentioned at the start of the podcast today we are talking about changes to mapping at rose can you explain to us the background of this project why change the mapping infrastructure uh, the main reason we made the change was simply due to age uh, our digital mapping system or or dms uh, it was one of the earliest examples of uh, a digital mapping system in, in the world, and it served us well since uh, since the mid '90s, producing, I suppose, the one thing we we asked it to do, uh, and that was to produce paper maps. Um, but I, I, times times have changed, and and our requirements, and and I suppose the information we ask from the from the land register has has changed over over that lifespan as well. And we recognised that we 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 needed a system to kind of support that, uh, I suppose, growing information and, and data needs over that period of time. And, and simply just replacing that piece of software wasn't, it wasn't going to cut it anymore. We had to do something, something else. Uh, and, and, and the DMS just wasn't capable of supporting or even imitating any of those kind of requirements that we had up to that point. And this led us to, to to go away and 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 start to design and and I suppose build a a, a modern mapping platform, and and I, I really I suppose to concentrate on <clears throat> working with structured data, um, allowed us to kind of begin to develop new strategies, uh, or to think about how we were going to deliver information from the land register, adapt to kind of improvements that have been made in the geospatial and uh, location technology uh, over the last 30 years, um, uh, certainly along with kind of partner organisations like the Ordnance Survey, and and I suppose quickly answer questions that we just haven't been able to do up to this point, like a simple thing like who owns Scotland and being able to access access that data and information uh, quickly. The the way that we're we're doing that or the product that we're building. Is is called the cadastral map, and 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 that brings to life, um, I, I, I suppose, a, a, in technical terms, a spatial data infrastructure, and and web-based tools to access that, and and really support the, the Scottish land registration process. Um, 
delivering these improvements, uh, it, it, it's required the migration of about just short of 2 million register titles. There's about 35 million versions of their history over the last 30, 30 something years. And, and that amounts to, I, I, I suppose, at a small level, about 70 million individual data entities into, the, into that kind of new data structure. And that will hopefully define Scotland's land register and our cadastral map for uh, you know, maybe pushing this up for the next 400 years, but at least gives us a basis to 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 have something there over a, a longer period of time, and I, not just from there. I mean, our, our technological developments and improving and moving away from that old mapping platform, it's been centered around open standards, utilizing open source software, and and we. We've been influenced all all along in, in the replacement of the kind of tools and the infrastructure by developing, I suppose, what we describe, and I'm quite proud to describe innovative approaches to kind of service and product design within within this this area, and it's and it's also been underpinned by our adoption of of. Uh, the land administration domain model, which is a, a an ISO standard for land administration. Um, not expecting many people to have bumped into that, but it, it, again, it gives us an it gives an open st standard kind of platform to build things uh, from in the future as well. Thanks, Alistair. So now that we've got a full background of of you know what we did and why we did it, how did we actually go about rolling out the new digital systems? Yeah, it, key to that is <clears throat> was always having our, our kind of our, our mapping colleagues and customers uh, along for uh, for for the entirety of both the build, the design, and and the implementation, everything that we're trying to do. So, uh, it, really, starting with our, our mapping colleagues, uh, having them on board was was vital to making that transition a success, um, and really particularly as 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 many. I hadn't really experienced any change to kind of uh, to, to to the software they'd been using in the last the last twenty years. Um, we we'd worked really hard to bring colleagues on 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 that journey through a, a phased rollout. Um, um, there was bespoke remote training involved in that. Obviously, the, the pandemic hit just at the point when we began to roll out our new tools, and and that completely changed our our aspect of how we delivered delivered that, that kind of training and the outreach and and, and bringing people into uh, using the new tools and uh, involved a lot, a lot of extra work actually and adaptation to the way that we delivered that and really just building sort of dedicated information ser uh, sessions uh, to kind of support the moves and really just having people involved through everything that we did the, uh, uh, through the entire journey of kind of moving this stuff across at different different touch points within within that thing. And it's been really key to the success of that, uh, of having the, the, the kind of technical teams and the product and, and uh, user design and service design aspects of, 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 our, of our business and, and our, our, our users essentially being really close to everything that was being done and, and not having that kind of, uh, almost that, that feeling of here's a piece of software just go use it. They weren't involved in the kind of design and the build from that from the from the very beginning. From a customer perspective, um, the advances are, are are major in terms of how I suppose people are now going to be able to start to to interacting with our mapping data. Um, 
previously, uh, you would need a paper plan or to come into our offices to, to look at the index map or the cadastral map. Um, and our mapping developments of, of, of kind of have permitted better remote interaction with, with our data. And I, I suppose that's been timely uh, essentially over the, the last, uh, the, uh, the events of the last couple of years as well. And our, and this is, a, I suppose it's it's include, it, it's been the foundation of being able to build Scotless, uh, Scotland's land information service. And that allows, allows people to be able to search land register digitally at any time from from anywhere and really uh, from from any device as well um, so I, I think it, it was a highly inclusive uh, uh, I don't want to say project because it's it's a longer term sustainable piece of work which is really look to make sustainable and and lasting change and and those are really important in the the, the work that we've been doing um, customers are at the heart of everything we do our teams of, of, of work to ensure that we we understood what customers needed and why so we could reflect those needs and the kind of the process design and the changes we made and how we began to to, to structure our data and we include that our, our 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 colleagues within within that as well you don't always get to see that immediately and sometimes it takes time to build up from those baselines and and hopefully we begin to now that we've kind of finished this migration part we can begin to see progress and change, positive change with, with the spatial data and access to that from, from this point onwards. And we, we've also kind of been led by our, our, our mapping teams. Uh, we, we've drawn an expertise across uh, Registers Scotland. As I said before, our service design, our IT, registration, policy, HR and, and customer service, and they've all been, all had taken a touch points within, within the, the, the changes that we've we've made and that knowledge sharing uh, has been supported by kind of our team's participation in ROS's external events um, when we were able to do those things um, um, such as the Keepers Roadshow uh, 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 and we've we've been involved with the ROS Digital Registration Services Group and that's that's with the Law Society of Scotland and we've also worked uh, to feedback important learning points uh, from the kind of standards point of view to Eurogeographics, ISO and, and LADM as well. So now that we've touched on the background and why we did it and the new digital systems, kind of looking back, what kind of challenges did you face along the way? There was a number of challenges um, and and I could probably I could probably split it into about five or six, I think, off the off the top of my head, really. Obviously, the age of the systems uh, was was one of the biggest challenges. Um, given that the technology, kind of hardware that we had, plus the, even the even the software um, from the mid '90s, just having access to the suppliers, the developers, the people who worked with that back in back in the early '90s, uh, it was it, just access to that knowledge was diminishing and diminishing really quickly so that that was the, one of our biggest challenges to begin with and really just having to discover new things all the time as we as we got into kind of nuts and bolts of of finding out how how the system worked and really how we we're going to uh, transpose that into our, our our new new infrastructure and our, our new setup so that was number one um you, you really 
once that knowledge is gone and that that, uh, that expertise is gone, it's really hard to 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 kind of replace that, and it takes a lot of time to be able to 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 do something with that. The number of users um, is was is very large, um, and coping uh, with the training requirements for that is is a challenge and being able to make sure that people not only uh, are able to train train at the appropriate time but they immediately can start working on the new system so they don't lose any of the any of the kind of knowledge that they've gained within that within that area and they, they're, they're able to kind of uh, uh, i suppose absorb and use and, and and get used to that new system as quickly as they possibly can and and really just prepping for that um the pandemic was a, a, a was a huge challenge uh, to us uh, and obviously i've detailed the, the kind of aspects around training and and, and uh, helping people onto those new systems the other one the scary one i mean personally the scary one is the looking after the register and and everything that involves and evokes and the data that that's involved with that and and making sure that we we treated that with with the, the, the the care and the respect it deserved and, and making sure that everything was accounted for and we'd looked after everything and if things were missing from that early data that we, we had ways of, of resolving those issues and, and making sure that, that any sort of migration of data uh, would, was would, had, had, that not only belt but also braces and also a second set of braces as, as we moved that data across as well just taking extreme care i've mentioned extreme care several times there because it was te it's terrifying it's terrifying moving that amount of data and, and an important piece of of the kind of infrastructure and fabric of your country really and just making sure that you treated that correctly so yeah um the the, the sweaty moments are finished now that we've we, we've done that and uh, we've audited everything uh, i suppose we, we, as as we've moved data across with within that period as well so i can sleep a little bit better at nights uh, knowing that, that that that's all across it obviously brings in a, a whole range of complexity with that as well and um, we were changing data models and it's probably a niche topic for for some people here but um yeah changing data models is a very complex complex thing to do it requires a lot of mapping it requires a lot of kind of scenario building around around that work as well it can change the way that things are viewed and seen and 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 the way that you I suppose users process or store or capture things as well. So we had to make sure that we had all those things um, in order to make sure that we're doing things and things were going to the right places as well. And and, and really looking at that. Um, someone, one of my colleagues described uh, as coming off this digital mapping system as, as changing, um, changing the engines on a flight halfway across the Atlantic. And I, I kind of scoffed at it when I heard it the first time, but having now finished that it it did feel like that that was really the main challenge that we had it, it is that we had to ensure that we were doing all this work and just having no disruptive effect i mean really zero disruptive effect on on what was going on within within our registration teams and how they were progressing their work and i think that is probably was the main challenge how do you do all this change how do you change your systems? How do you create new software, new data model, and essentially a new store for your for your land register and move all this data and have 
no effect on people doing their job on a daily basis or having an absolute minimal uh, effect on that. And and we've managed to succeed doing that, uh, but that was the biggest challenge. And that was the hardest part um, uh, over over the course of the, uh, the, the last couple of years. And, and that's the part I'm probably most proud of, actually. So how did the project feed into our strategic objectives? And what impact has there been for customers? I know you briefly touched on how we'd involved them throughout this whole process, but what impact has there been? From a strategic objectives point of view, we, we, we've looked to deliver on, on all four of those, um, um, some more than others, um, obviously in the, the kind of span of the work that, uh, that we, we've, we've, we've delivered. Um, Obviously, delivering the benefits of completed land register, uh, if, if we can improve the efficiency of mapping and, or we can, we can, I suppose, streamline uh, the way that we handle data within that, that's that's really what we're looking to do. It's certainly moving away from a, a, a tool built in the early 1990s to something more modern gives us the ability to, to begin to move into uh, improving efficiency within those areas as well. Um, delivering, uh, I suppose, the, the innovative and accessible land and property data is really what we were looking to kind of build the foundation and the data model that we were delivering and developing and delivering digital improvements there and it is really, I suppose, about supporting that kind of sustainable business model and, and satisfying customer needs. Being able to move out of something that was bespoke creating a I suppose paper documents to now being able to adapt to to different requirements and needs within there, and having that foundation and infrastructure to be able to to service those needs is really, really the the, the other part of that. And I, I suppose the last one, we, we our, our last strategic objective, where we talk about inspiring our people to adapt and grow and innovate and 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 empower a kind of thriving and, and inclusive organization and really we've wanted to build that with our, our mapping community and a mapping specialist within the organization and, and bring them closer to 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 to, to the center of all that all that modeling and, and future progress with mapping and and not just for the specialists but again opening up geography and mapping to to the non-specialists um, it doesn't have to be a black art and never really want want it to be a kind of specialist area. We want people to to be able to 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 have access and view and feel confident about using maps and feel confident about using spatial data and and understanding uh, and getting access to that. And that's something we've we've really tried to encourage. And and you only get that from kind of transparency, openness, and and bringing people into that. And I suppose hopefully for myself, bringing an enthusiasm to, to mapping and geography as well. I'm more than happy to speak about maps at every point of the day. Um, I suppose from a customer perspective, uh, the advances, um, they might not be completely obvious to begin with, but they're majors in terms of how people can or, or will now be able to be able to start to interact with our mapping data. When you previously needed a paper plan or to come into offices to look at the index map and the, and the cadastral map, uh, our, our mapping developments have permitted, as I said earlier, that remote interaction with data. It obviously enabled us to build Scotless. Um, you can you can search the, 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 the land register digitally anytime from any place, from anywhere, and, and we'll look to improve things that have not been quite right up to this point. You know, thing about getting access or just the ability to look at massive areas of land uh, 
before you'd be looking at kind of 300, 300 plus pieces of A4 paper or, or how many sheets of A0, it become quite unwieldy. Being able to view that digitally becomes much easier or, or at least allows us to, to start to build towards that to, to make those things easier to look at and interact with as well. And that's really what we want to do. And now that we've we're coming to the end of oh, we've come to the end of that migration, we can start to build those functionalities for for customers as well, and just make it easier again to interact and see see how things these work. Um, an ambition, I suppose, doesn't really stop there. Um, at OS is committed to continuous improvement, and and the work to date has provided, I suppose, that vital foundation that will make these ambitions a reality. And, and the completion of that work will ensure a sustainable and agile future for the land register and, and obviously from that for customers as well. Um, it, it's been painful at times to get to this stage and, and, and it's a big leap. And I, I think sometimes we forget how big a leap it is to go from, from mid-90s technology to, to to the modern modern infrastructure that we have now. I mean, you only have to compare, I suppose, mobile phone technology from those two two ages to, to see the difference in, in, in how quickly and how much things have changed and and really looking at the kind of even our mapping technology and our our, our, our uh, infrastructure there shows you how much that's that's needed to change and how much has had to change to be able to get us to this point. Earlier this year, Registers of Scotland won the Geography and Government Award. This is something that we are immensely proud of at Rose. What do you think made this project stand out? It's it's always a difficult question to answer that. I think without getting in the the the, the, the minds of, of of those who kind of judge the entries, and I I know there was there was with with some really good competition within there as well. Um, I'd like to say hopefully I think our our passion for mapping hopefully came through in in our submission. It underpins everything we do at ROS. It's it's vital as we kind of look to the future of a of a data driven land register. Um, I I think when we're also looking at I suppose the size of the task, uh, the our ability to do that without disrupting the business and and actually working in partnership with the business and really demonstrating how we worked with both standards, uh, working with customers and also working with colleagues in, internally to, to uh, I mean, sometimes in government transformation can be can be a slightly uh, difficult word and it can, it can talk about difficult things that were happening, but I think we've managed to do quite a significant amount of transformation within there successfully and, and really demonstrate that that transformation happened because it wasn't just one area that was dealing with it. It wasn't just thinking about mapping. It was thinking about mapping geography standards or data, but also bringing in customers, making sure our staff were involved and just making sure that that was at the heart of our, our I suppose, achieving our strategic objectives as well. And, and that brings in the whole business and our leadership and uh, our, our, our corporate plan and everything that we're trying to do. The, the organization essentially delivered this award for the work that we did. So I'm hoping that, the, or I think that that's perhaps what uh, hopefully swung it for the award in the end. Thank you so much, Alistair, for joining me today. That was such an interesting discussion and your passion for mapping has really come through. 
I hope that this has given our listeners more of an insight into mapping at Rose and the recent changes that we've made to our mapping infrastructure. Keep an eye on our blog where we'll be posting updates soon on mapping at Rose. Please subscribe to our podcast at anchor.fm slash registers of Scotland. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.